you know, last week, my son was really upset about something. He was mad at his dad. And I don't remember what it was, but I showed him my, well, it's his kickboxing bag, but I gave him my baseball bat and said, okay, like, let me show you how I express my rage. And then you can go talk to your dad from a place of, that's not totally in his face. So he did, he practiced rage. Like we practiced rage in sisterhood and like beat the crap out of this thing with a baseball bat, fell in a puddle on the floor. I went in, we hugged. And then I'm like, are you ready to talk to your dad? I'm ready. And it was like this beautiful moment where it's like, yeah, it's not just for us. Mm-mm. It started with me and it's the ripple effect. Yeah. Right. It starts in our homes and our families. And then it's like, you see when you look out into the world where it's not working mm-hmm. and it's like, where is the medicine needed? And that's my dream. My deepest desire is that, and you're doing this work, like introducing this to women, introducing this to humans and hopefully like one piece of it sinks in or you get curious about one thing and you pick up a book, someone mentions and you just begin your journey. Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. The world is screaming for a new kind of leadership, one infused with feminine values. It's damn time for a feminine rebellion. I'm here today with Natty. Nat Frasca is founder at Tribe of Wolves, an organization dedicated to guiding women back to their wild feminine power. She leads women back to their wildness via her coaching practice and in-person mountain retreats. Her mission is to create an army of female leaders that this mad world is screaming for right now. She believes that the time is now for a feminine rebellion. Natty is a mom of three wild teenagers, an avid hiker and a fierce lover of 90s hip hop. When she's not deep in the forest, you might find her scouring a local vintage shop for parachute pants in her kitchen with her face planted in a bowl of buttery garlic (laughs) mashed potatoes or howling wildly under the moon with her sisterhood. So good. Hey, Nat. Hey. I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh, the best. I'm so glad you're here finally. I'm so happy to be in the space with you right now. So, so happy. So for our listeners, Nat and I have been having a mutual little love fest online. And we know that we hang out in sisterhood circles. We kind of intersect, but we've never actually met in person until this morning. And so we were like two little kids who were like, 
you know, like the second they, <laughs> the second they realize they're kindred spirits. And so I'm just so happy to introduce you to my audience. And Nat has a podcast of her own. So Nat, tell, tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your work and anything you want to say. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, like Monica shared, I'm a mom. And I, it is my mission to lead women back to this place where um, we feel alive and our lives are filled with like pleasure and ease. And, you know, the big mission of mine is so we're out there pushing more love into the world and healing this mad freaking planet. But, you know, it all began with, if we want to go there now and back to the, like the origin of where the fuck this all began was seeing as we're going to put explicit on this right from the get go. Yeah. Sorry. There's no getting around that with me. It's fine. Okay. I love it. So, and, uh, so it started like, you know, 38 years old, really. Like I was sitting in a therapy, a room in couples therapy with my husband and I announced that I was done. Um, I was lawyered up and, um, God, you know what? It's been a little while since I've told the story. I need to take a deep breath. It's like so weird actually going back to that place right now. Yeah. And I think I'm getting my periods. I'm a little emotional. It's okay. (laughs) Bring it sister. Bring it. Okay. You're going to get all of me today. So I was sitting in this therapy session and I told my husband that I was done and our therapist who we'd known for like years, we had been in therapy for way too fucking long, said, what do you want? And I was like, okay, I want a condo in our town. Like I want someone to shovel, someone to mow the lawn. Like I don't want to do any of that shit anymore. And the therapist said, no, his name is Andrew. Let's just call him Andrew. (laughs) Andrew said, you like, what do you what do you like really want in a relationship? Like, how do you want to feel? And I was like, what? Like feel? <laughs> what, is what, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Feel. And like, you know, to give you a picture of where I was at the time, three little kids working at a local, running a local nonprofit and like raised by in an Italian American family, the youngest of three kids and the only girl. So I was like tough. And used to like powering through, did not know what feelings were really, except for anger. I was like really able to tap into my anger. Anyway, I paused at that moment and tried to figure out what he was saying. And what came to me was an image. It wasn't like I didn't have words, but it was an image of what I wanted. And, um, it's okay it's okay it's so good total freedom yeah um what i was craving what i wanted and what i came to this picture is i wanted to be at my stove top like stirring a pot of sauce and i wanted my husband i wanted there to be like jerry garcia on the radio mm-hmm. And I want, I, I had this image of my husband coming up behind me and like wrapping his arms around my waist. And mm. um, he has a beard, putting his face, his beard on my neck. 
and my kids for a little at the time would be like dancing wildly around the kitchen and laughing and like causing you know, trouble in some way. And there's a glass of red wine next to me. And like, I'm just stirring the sauce and I'm like, hell. And like, I think I'm, I'm actually going back to that moment in therapy in my body right now because I started to cry. And I was like, I just want to be seen. Mm. I just want to be held, like taken care of. It was such a foreign idea for me. Mm. It was like in that moment, something in me cracked open. And I realized that like, I didn't want to do it all anymore. I didn't want to push anymore, even though that's the way I had been raised is to like to push hard and to strive and to achieve and to do all the things. And where that got me was just to a place of like total unhappiness. Like at that point in my life, I could barely get out of bed. I was on anti-anxiety meds. It was like Chardonnay and Xanax to fall asleep at night. I was a mess. And I thought that he was the reason I was a mess. But when I shared the story, he was like, you don't let me help you. You don't let me like, you don't ask for help. And I was like, I shouldn't have to ask anyway, the whole thing unraveled. But what it, I like, at that moment, like unhooked from something mm. or began to see that there, like, maybe there was another way for me to live my life, but I was not in touch with like what I truly desired because what I learned growing up that was that what I desired was, was not right. Hmm. Say more about that, Nat. <sighs> well, I learned that like hard work and muscling through and like, you know, I played sports my whole life. And, you know, it was like, anytime you fall, it was like, you jump up, you brush it off, you know, no crying. And like, I was raised, like my parents are lovely people. It was just the culture. Like, you know, I was raised by boys. I always wanted to be part of the boys club. So I fought so hard to be accepted into their tribe, into their circle. So, you know, ski trips, I remember like begging my brothers to like take me on their ski trips with their friends and knowing that I had to be really good at sports if I wanted to be accepted by these dudes. So I just <laughs> learned that, you know, powering through muscling, you know, burying my desires, burying my femininity, any, any shine, any showing of emotion was a sign of weakness. And if I showed emotion, it was like, I was insane. I was over-emotional. So I just, over 38 years, like buried so many parts of myself and like the idea of pleasure. I mean, I still, if someone told me, you know, you're, if someone said to me 10 years ago, embrace your femininity, I would have punched them in the face. I mean, I would have, the idea, like the feminine to me back then meant weakness. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, a revelation when I learned that there was an entire part of my being. An entire world. Yeah. An entire world that I had like buried and not known. Like I didn't, there were, I didn't know myself. 
talk and talk about a conspiracy. I just want to throw that yes. word around, you know, like, because yes. like, it's like, it's not a conspiracy if it's like hiding in plain sight, but maybe it is. I like, I, I don't get it. So, like, it's like this whole world that is designed to keep us from seeing it and being it. Yes. And tapping into it. And then by the time we get there, it's such a revelation that we're like, what in the actual hell is like, how could I have been in this trance for so long? Yes. And what's so fucked up is that like, when I'm finally, you know, and and still like I'm unraveling every day, unraveling and unwinding from, from this deep, deep learning. But imagine like the reason I'm fucking doing this work, it's like, um, imagine we're all walking around, like tapped in and knowing these parts of ourselves. The possibility for the world is amazing. Like for our families is amazing. My family is happier. I mean, my husband's like, I thought that, I thought that before I started doing this work that like, I was such a good mom and a good wife because like I did fucking everything. You know, I remember the first time I met this woman in my neighborhood, she came over and like, I was like, come for a play date. And I had roasted a fucking chicken. (laughs) Not just a chicken. It was a fucking chicken. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I roasted, you know, a chicken. I had like roasted potatoes. I had like wine chilled. It was like, she was walking into Martha Stewart's suburban kitchen and like because that's how I did things it was like if you asked me to do something I did it the best and like where did that get me I love there's so much here like I love too, like this idea of like it just is occurring to me too like that's part of the programming though is that Martha Stewart she can do it like it's, oh. it's just it's, everything is like oh. such this facade uh, you know yes that all of that programming and the way that we take in all of this imagery that sets these impossible standards for women. Yes, yes. And undermines us all the way. Yes. Because we're not tapped into those parts of ourselves that give us permission, permission in general, permission to be messy, permission to be sensual, permission to be emotional, permission to be intuitive. Yes, we're we're so lacking that sense of permission to go. It's like the what I uh, the term I use for it is like the invisible fences. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. It's like we bumped up against them and the collar went, you know, and like somehow. Yes. Oh my god, Monica. Yes, the invisible fence. Yeah, it was literally like you're in a container, but you can't describe it. It's just like you run into it and you get zapped. And then you're like, well, th- I can't go there. Yes. But it's it's like death by a thousand tiny paper cuts, like up until we get to this point. And it's, yes, it's just like the accumulation of it all is so profound and it's so debilitating. And so like, I'm picturing you by the stove, right? And it's like, you were cooked. You weren't, you weren't doing the cooking. You were cooked. You were the cook. And then realizing, you know, that like all, all of what was ailing you, it's like the feminine is the medicine is my new saying, right? Because the feminine is what is missing from everything. 
from everything. It's like the coat of oil on your body. It's the, it's the ease. It's, it's the permission. It's the flow. It's the joy. It's the levity. It's, it's embrace. Yes. It's embracing our cycles. And like, you know, what's so funny is like years later after, you know, that woman who was like, you're like the Martha Stewart. And I was like, of course, at that time I was like, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Years later, she came to my house to hang out and she's like, I want to hang out. And I was like, all right, well I'm folding laundry. So if you're cool sitting in the middle of a fucking mess of a playroom and full laundry with me. That's awesome. And by the way, can you bring me a coffee? Yeah. And it was like, how things have shifted. No more facade. My relationships with women are like, I didn't even know I could have these relationships with women. Like, I didn't know it was possible to like fall into the arms of a sister and whale, Mm -hmm. you know, to dance with my sisters, to celebrate with my sisters, to have them see like my darkest, darkest, darkest bits. Yeah. And know that it's okay. Yeah. And and not try to be like, not get fixed. And like not, not be a problem yeah. to solve. Yeah. Right. Because that's, again, how we're enculturated to be with each other yes. is to either slight each other, compete with each other, fix each other, all of that. Like no more yes. of that, like to actually no. change that whole scene. I was also really wanted to go back to you and your husband sitting there in that room with mm. your therapist. And, you know, I really, I really also heard like this massive opening for him in telling you where you could hear like, there was no allowing for him to support you too in the way that you wanted, like you wanted to be held. And it sounds like he wanted to hold you. Yes. And it's, I mean, that's it, Monica. It's like he, my husband was born in Turkey. And so um, in Turkish culture, like the man definitely like takes care of the woman in, in many ways. He would bring me flowers early in our relationship I've always thought of myself as an environmentalist. And I said, stop bringing me flowers. Like I pushed him away Mm. in like so many ways when he wanted to take care of me. It was like, I can do it. If he did things for me, it meant that I was weak. Mm. And so, yeah, I think that he's happy. He's so happy doing things for me. Mm and taking care of me and like allowing me like I think of it like you know it's like the masculine and the feminine right it's like he's like the structure and not always I mean we're like yeah that's the beauty it's so fluid I mean it's so fluid right I'm so structured sometimes and but he has really sunk into this being this structure for me where I can be an oozy, gooey, whatever I want sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's like in the bedroom or just crying in his lap or allowing myself to let go and allowing to be kind of caught by him sometimes mm. without feeling like that's, you know, some weakness in myself or some something that's not right about me yeah so 
it's been a dance and we're still dancing it. I mean, we still like come up against these things where I'm like, I need you to be, I need you to be like my strong guy right now. Mm. Like this is a moment where like I'm falling apart and I need you to like, just, just be my container. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so, there's such a beautiful picture that I'm getting in my head of like, kind of like the, what started to become possible, right? It was like this disillusion of the illusional gender roles where yes, you were just conditioned to kind of be in these very constricted, very suppressed ways of being. And then there's this now continually emergent dance that takes place between the masculine and the feminine and same in our household where, you know, like I find that it's like an energetic dance with my partner Mm. and that masculine and that feminine in me, in him is what I think the world needs, you know, is like, that's where, again, like I feel like we're finding our way Yes. In our personal world that I am starting to see needs to be also reflected in the world at large, right? But we, ha- I think we have yes. to do that inner work first, because once we kind of get that piece that's been missing, and we've been now exercising those muscles and practicing, it just becomes so much more fluid and so much more easy to notice what's missing. Yes. And to and to then bring that medicine, whether it's the missing masculine or the missing feminine, into the space and to kind of recover more quickly from what would have been a full on breakdown and kind of these repetitive patterns that were never solved because we were still trying to be the thing we had been programmed to be. Exactly. It's the awareness. And it's like, it's so you pointed to something a few minutes ago. It's like, yeah, my husband, like in our relationship, he's also learning how to embrace his feminine, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're talking about his emotions and sharing his emotions with me and allowing me to be the person he falls into and sharing that with my 13 year old son. Show your emotions. You know, last week, my son was really upset about something. He was mad at his dad. And I don't remember what it was, but I showed him my, well, it's his kickboxing bag, but I gave him my baseball bat and said, okay, like, let me show you how I express my rage. And then you can go talk to your dad from a place of, that's not totally in his face. So he did, he practiced rage. Like we practice rage in sisterhood and like beat the crap out of this thing with a baseball bat, fell in a puddle on the floor. I went in, we hugged. And then I'm like, are you ready to talk to your dad? I'm ready. Mm. And it was like this beautiful moment where it's like, yeah, it's not just for us. Mm-mm. It started with me and it's the ripple effect. Yeah. Right. It starts in our homes and our families. And then it's like, you see, when you look out into the world where it's not working mm-hmm. and it's like, where's the medicine needed? And that's my dream 
my deepest desire is that, and you're doing this work, like introducing this to women, introducing this to humans. And hopefully like one piece of it sinks in or you get curious about one thing and you pick up a book someone mentions and you just begin your journey. And then in a few years, you are sharing, you know, the news of the feminine and this ancient wisdom. And little by little, we're, we're healing the world, mm-hmm. you know, with our families and our communities and I mean, with our kids. I mean, right? Oh my gosh, it's the next generation. It's yeah, well, and I always find, you know, with the kids, it's it. So for me, part of the part of my practice with my kids is is just full transparency, you know, and I and I say full transparency, and I edit that sometimes depending on the situation. Yeah. But, you know, a, a similar story with my son last night who came in after going to basketball tryouts and Spanish has been something that's really tough for him. And the coach was sharing with the students, you know, that you won't be able to play if you don't maintain a certain grade point average. And, you know, his dad was there and he, he's, he like got, got on him. I'm using that in air quotes in the car about like, Hey, Spanish again. And, and my son came in and he's like, God, we're always arguing about this same thing. And, and I was like, and, and what, you know, I was saying to my son, like, and what's under the arguing? Do you see what's under that? And he's like, dad's, dad's fear. And I'm like, yeah. And what's the fear about, you know, but so it's like that. Oh my God. Right. Yes. And he, but he had to kind of think and, and really get like, he's afraid I'm going to miss out on opportunities. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. Right. Like it's that, it's that like really helping kids kind of, you, like you had pointed out to your son, right? It's like there's that undercurrent that we always kind of yes. like we're 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 taught not to go there. We're taught not to go underneath, underneath. And, yes. and I'm always telling them like there's something under that. There's something under that. There's something under that. I I love that visual. I love that visual. And it's like we have to dig deeper. We have to dig deeper. And that the depth is the feminine. Yes, the depth is in here. It's the in the body. Is- it's in the body. It is in the body. There's so, like, um, I read somewhere recently and I, I keep using this over and over again with people. It's like our brains have been developing for like 40,000 years mm-hmm. and our bodies like 300,000. Mm-hmm. And I mean, evolving as human form, as we know it, homo sapien. And it's like, there, I mean, the information's right there. Like, your body is smarter than your brain. Mm-hmm. We have to slow down and we're moving too fast. Yeah. We're moving too fast. Right. And, and you know, and again, it's paying attention and noticing. And like you had pointed out when you were first sharing the story, it was like, he asked you the magic question, which was feel. Yes. It's like, who wants to do that? You know, first of all, because that's where I was too. I was like, um, yeah, right. no, that's just never been a good idea, period. Because, 
shit gets messy. Shit gets messy when I start feeling. Yeah, shit gets messy. And actually what really happens is I fall down into this well that I am deeply afraid I will never come out of. Yes. And this is exactly what I actually, I hear from women is that this is so common, right? Like if we start to feel, forget about it. We will be in the darkness. I'll never stop. I'll never stop. I will be in the darkness forever. It will be like swamp land. You'll never find me again. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you come out on the other side, right? And then you're not so afraid. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can feel. Yeah. Drop me in the swamp. And then, you know, I might be there for a couple of days. But like, when I come out, I will be like covered in the most delicious mossy stuff. You'll be like, ooh, that's, look at that. I'm even like more, that is hot. I am even more glorious than I was before because I jumped in the swamp. Yeah. Like I'm willing to go there. Yes. Yeah. And just, just to recognize that. Yeah. In the beginning, does it look like a, a big old breakdown? Yes. But, yeah, you know, the body has this also, I want to point out this brilliant way of showing us the way back home to ourselves if we trust it. Yes. And we can trust it not also to overwhelm us. Mm-hmm. We can be overwhelmed, but there is, I think we, we can tend to fear that it's never going to end. It will. And there will be tomorrow, you know, and you yes. will, and you will progressively, it might be like when you first uncork a bottle, you know, and it's yes. whoosh, the fountain of, you know, yes, the big spurt in the beginning, but then it's just like a flow. And I think as we get more comfortable with, with that flow and start to trust it more. Yes. But that I think again, that what we're experiencing in the world is like, we've been trapped up in our heads and that mm. the head is never going to hold the wisdom. We think no. it does, you know, because it's our intelligence, but the body actually holds the wisdom and has a much different and deeper intelligence and is and is the home of the the soul and spirit. And so there's a yes. new, there's another way to kind of access this other world that we were pointing to, and that is through the body. And so I also wanted to really come back because I love, I think I I started understanding the feminine differently, not from a place of weakness, when the word kind of wild and wilderness Mm, and rewilding started to kind of come into my consciousness. It was that because the wilderness, the wild is not weak. No. And it's not tamed. Right. It's the opposite of that. And so when I think about kind of like women going back to our organic, our wild nature, our mm. our untamed selves, it's like that's what we're wanting to and then we can do some pruning. Yes. But it's like, but let's get back into that wilderness. So I wondered if you could tell us more about like how that occurs for you. And also, of course, with Tribe of Wolves, right? This yes. imagery comes up for me. And I love your imagery with the wolf, you know, that is always on on your branding. And it's just so beautiful. So tell us more. Yeah. So, well, we're you know, to go kind of back to the beginning, like I've always enjoyed hiking. And, you know, as a kid, we, I grew up in New Hampshire, I was always in the woods. 
So that was always like my happy place. And then like through raising my family, I kind of didn't get back into the woods a lot. And when I found, when I started to find myself again and do the, find the things that lit me up, I found myself in the woods Mm. and I would just go on hikes by myself in the forest. And it was like where I felt most alive. It was like the smell of the dirt. You know, I started climbing trees. It was like, I felt like I was a kid again. Mm. And I actually heard a podcast, you know, several years ago, it was the On Being podcast. And it was there was someone talking about um, how we are wildlife and I forget who the um, speaker was now, but I can find it for you. Um, And it was like about our, our origins, Mm -hmm. like that we were wildlife, that we were one with nature, that there was no competition. Like there was, we didn't have to look a certain way. Um, We ate off the land. It was like this, just thinking about it just makes me feel like at ease Mm. so this idea for me like we are wild like I want us to feel our wildness our truth our you know authenticity I guess that word gets thrown around a lot but actually like authenticity is like to be the author of your own life Mm -hmm. it's your truth so that word for me is like I mean for the feminine it's our connection to the earth yeah which we have lost we have lost our connection to the earth, our connection to our cycles, mm-hmm. right? I know you talk a lot about like the mother maiden crone, mm-hmm. right? How we were in love with a maiden, but we have, you know, the, and the mother maybe as well. And the crone is, is missing. It's your wildness is like, you are planted here by the universe and it's like your fingerprint Mm-hmm. No, it is what is uniquely and divinely you. Libby has a term. She says, you know, she talks about going back to our original design. Yes. Yeah. That's your wildness. That is your original design. And that is where you show up fully as you and you speak, you use your voice, right? You open up that throat chakra that we opened up in the beginning of our meeting. It's like, you, you do the things that fuel you. You're so in touch with what turns you on. Yeah. You're expressing your emotions. You're in touch with your emotions. You're in touch with your pleasure. It's a rich, rich, rich. It's where the intuitions, the intuition starts to to really guide. Right? It is. It really. It's interesting, right? Because years ago, I had. It's reminding me of the fact that. I taught a class called loving yourself well, because it's one thing to like love yourself, but it's another thing to love yourself well. Yes. And in the very first part of the, the very first lesson was about orienting ourselves and this idea of kind of the, the paradox that we often face as women, which is needing to know everything, but that this like reorienting ourselves from our heads to our bodies 
It does feel like a jungle. It does feel like a wilderness because when we really start paying attention to the body, it's scary. Like there's all these signals going off all the time, but we had cut the, we had cut that wire. Cut the cord. Yes, exactly. Or we had numbed it somehow or managed it. I mean, we're really not taught to go toward it, to allow it, to listen to it, to embrace it. It's like once I once I started settling into like like I didn't have to wear my shoulders as earrings all the time or like armor myself. Ah, uh, yes. It's just like oh oh. It was like I was constantly adjusting my body, and the, so the first part of that course was literally like the first assignment was just notice, notice. That's it. It's like, and that's even that's even scary. I mean terrifying just noticing what is happening like subterranean is like a lot and how crazy with a lack of a better word is it that we it takes us till we're 38 39 40 i know to even get to the point where we start familiarizing ourselves and how many women do we know that have never even like experienced their own unbridled pleasure because they were taught I know, I know. I mean, how, I mean, it's, it breaks my heart. I mean, pleasure. Yeah, they were taught that it was shameful. Yeah, and how many women leave their body when it's time yes. to, for sex or intimacy? Sex. They just yes. leave their body. Yes. I'll just this leave is, and I'll be th- back th- soon. This is coming, I mean, you know, I've been talking more and more about sex lately in, you know, my emails, because this is the shit that is coming up in my conversations with women. Like, I want to enjoy sex. What does that even look like? What does that even look like? What does that even, I don't even know what that looks like. And it's like, guess what? It starts with just you. Yeah. Before this is, I mean, when I first read um, Pussy, Mama Gina's book, my oldest was 12. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I I need to, I need to talk to my girls about this. Like, this is shit. No one ever talked to me about. The fact that I masturbated when I was a teenager was like, I was so embarrassed and like, do other and like people didn't talk about it. So I'm like, are other people doing this? Is yeah. this? I didn't think I was going to hell, but I definitely thought that like there was something I was too sexual. Oh yeah, there was something wrong with me. Yeah, there was something wrong, right? And 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 I should absolutely hide that part of myself because if anybody knows that about me, like what would that? Exactly. Hmm, what would they? What would think? they? Like, yeah, because that's what would they think. And so there's that kind of like, talk about subterranean, right? Like beliefs too, that we shove down there that we believe about ourselves yes. because we haven't normalized any of this. Yeah, And that somehow I didn't even know how to be free in my own fucking body. It's mine. It's my body. It is my body. It is no one else's body and it's for me to feel pleasure and joy. I mean, just, you know, we did this exercise at a retreat this year where it's like, we just spend like 10 minutes touching 
our own bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get a hit of, you know, oxytocin. Yes. And how many women have you worked with that sit there and they try and they break down in tears because it's so foreign? Right. And, and, and I know that you're not even talking about touching themselves sexually. You're talking about just no. loving, like just oh, touching yes. you're their watching own me, skin. But other people, yeah. Yes. Just rubbing your hands through your hair, rubbing your hair, being gentle with your body, like touching your face. feeling your curves, right? Like, like exploring with freedom and without shame or guilt, or this is weird or this is foreign. It's like, it's your body. It's your body and it's fucking beautiful and delicious. Well, and and here's here's the thing I love about this conversation so much. It's like we're talking we're like oracles of the obvious, but we're but it's yep. so foreign. And it is when so you start actually zooming in to this world that we speak of, this world that's been hidden in plain sight our whole lives. Yes. It is massive. And every time you you find another continent, another river, another ocean, another, you're just like, yeah. oh, I, I love that metaphor. Are you kidding me? Yes, that's exactly. It's like we're explorers, right? We are explorers of the divine feminine. We are explorers of our own bodies, of our own consciousness. And then bringing those worlds together Okay, so, oh, right, like, oh, the heavens open. And, yes. and what I want to point out is that is also where creation happens. Yes. Is when we oh. bring those two worlds together, just like physically. Yes. Metaphysically, yes. same thing happens. Exactly. Is in the spiritual and whole. soul world. And it's and in that coming together, that's when we allow, I always say when we yes. align, right? Those two worlds, yes. we are divine because then we're yes. able to create because we're divine creators. So it bringing those two worlds together is like cosmic intercourse. Yes, that's the magic. That's the magic. I mean, cosmic intercourse, that's fucking delicious that you just said that. But that's, I mean, that's where where your aliveness comes in. That's where, that's when your shoulders relax and your, your strut changes and you begin to like call in the things that you really want for your life. And when you are aligned in that way, the word creates the world. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's interesting. It's so hard to even, I mean, it's easy to talk about, but it's like until you start peeling back the layers and doing it, then it's like, you know, I'm thinking about the listeners and I'm like, God, like they just need to experience this. It's like, you know, I read every fucking book under the sun, but it's not until you start walking the walk and it's and feeling it in your body um, and paying attention to your body that you really do start to shift. Yes. And we never arrive to because I want to normalize that. Oh, yeah. Right? No. Like, I'm still, Are you kidding me? I'm st- I, I'm, I'll be like unbecoming until the end of time, right? Like where I'm just... But don't you love it? I do. I mean, because that's I where do. every kind of new layer, right? I, I, 
Yes. I'm always kind of like trying to describe what the Revelation Project is to me, but it's it's re- the revealing of this hidden world. It's the revealing of the feminine and then what happens when we are able to integrate the both is like for me, yes. That's when this this whole new world opens up which I call the world of revelation. Uh, I I love that so much Monica and it's like I'm uh, when we were talking about the darkness before and like how it's like you know we keep revealing and we keep revealing it like we we keep shedding and more is revealed. I used to get really down on myself. I would like have these like a couple months where like things were good and I felt really positive and you know things would be happening in the business and And then I would have like a few weeks where like, I just felt stuck and like, why am I doing this? My la 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 la, you know, arguing with my husband and feeling like I'm so like shut down. And then it was like, all of a sudden there'd be like another revelation Mm -hmm. and I would come back out of the darkness and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. So now like when I'm in those stuck places, I'm like, oh, stuck places. I'm going to call a sister, you know, I got Libby on speed dial, you know, the tools. Yeah. I'm using my tools. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving slowly through my swampiness. And then I know, I know there's, I know there's more. Like, I just know there's more. Well, exactly. And so What I also want to say is what I'm also very, very want to be really, really clear about is like, we do not have to journey alone. And that's where the sisterhood and the tools come in. Because this is the piece is like, you know, if I didn't have those tools, if I didn't have those sisters to call on that were in this. Oh, yeah. And this conversation with me, like, can you imagine? No, no. no. I mean, that's, that's when it really I mean, that's when it really clicked for me. Anyway, I cut you off. No, no. Well, and this is why I'm like, also wanting to come back to this tribe of wolves, right? Yes. And that piece. Yes, yes. So tribe of wolves, really. I mean, we, we are a sisterhood, really. And I do coaching individually, but like, and I love that. And that's for like the super deep divers, but it always comes back to sisterhood. And that's where the magic is because we've, we've been, we've been living alone for too long, Monica. Okay. We've been living alone in our little fucking suburban houses, you know, doing our jobs by ourselves for too long. When we come together and we can witness one another in our darkness, when we can be seen, whether we're like celebrating or grieving, this is in making connection with other women, this is where the magic is. This is where the power is in creating a conscious, the shift in our global consciousness. That's right. Is within sisterhood. And this, I just was in Mexico for a few days for a wedding and I picked up a book, a book that's been on my shelf for a long time, but I'm just getting to read it now. And I actually, it's on my desk and it, it this is, have you read this? The Female Persuasion? Mm-mm. It's a novel, okay? But on page 30 of the novel, she says there's this this famous uh, feminist who's coming to speak at a college and there's a freshman who's listening. And anyway, the famous feminist, and this is, um, you know, fiction, says, 
Sisterhood is about being together with other women in a cause that allows all women to make the individual choices they want. Because as long as women are separate from one another, organized around competition, like in a children's game where only one person gets to be the princess, then it will be the rare woman who is not in the end narrowed and limited by our society's idea of what a woman should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is it. It's like we're in it together. Like in sisterhood, there's no competition. There's only like witnessing and juicy love and safe space to be exactly who you are in the minute, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, and the wolf that like that particular yes. animal yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, guessing yeah. is like very near and dear to your. It is. So I started pulling spirit cards and, you know, maybe four years ago, someone gave me an animal spirit deck and I kept pulling the wolf and I was like, oh, that's so weird. I keep pulling the wolf. The wolf is a leader and the wolf is like a fierce feminine leader Mm. and she doesn't need to be at the head of the pack. You know, the leaders often at the back of the pack, but just like guiding people in this one direction and she is wild Mm -hmm. and so when i created tribe of wolves my vision was that i would share the knowledge that has been kind of passed down to me and in you know the mission to guide us all back home you know to our innate wildness to who we really are so yeah the wolf is the wolf is in me for sure Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the imagery. I love the, there's so many uh, stories, great stories and mythologies too about the wolf that I think are so beautiful. And all of the animal medicine, I think, teaches us so much. Yeah, there's a lot there. All of the plant medicine, as you were alluding yeah. to, right? It's and like back to the earth, back, back to, the, to earth. the earth. I mean, this is this is where I think we are coming out of this hierarchical, Im- imperial, you know, imperialistic way of being, and so we're seeing a tremendous amount of breakdown and confusion around us. I I um I often remind I often have to remind myself and. And everyone else, right, around me who's sometimes, you know, we're alternately feeling the impact and the chaos on different levels of our being and just remembering, you know, that this this is how it happens. Like, there is a yes. breakdown. And in, this is a very feminine cycle, a death. It is. Right? Before the rebirth. rebirth. Yes. And so it it's powerful times. It's potent times. And... I do think, you know, again, the more we can bring the missing feminine to the conversations, to the behaviors, yes. as the medicine to what is really ailing us is is like, it's amazing what opens up. It's amazing what happens. Yeah. So Nat, I know we're kind of coming up on time, which I, it's like, oh, no, like so we just need fast. to hang out. We're going to, we are so going to. And I wanted to maybe just ask you, you know, as a last question here, 
what what do you want the women who might be listening today to know about working with you or where to find you? Yeah, sure. I guess probably the quickest and easiest place to find me is on Instagram because on there they can like get my Sunday emails and um, you know, it's all there in my in my link tree. So one stop shop. And when's your next retreat? Good question. I was just dreaming that up in the shower this morning. I think my next retreat will probably be in the spring. Mm-hmm. And it will be, I think, like the culmination of maybe like a six week sisterhood or something. Nice. Like we'll do like a six week deep dive into the feminine and then gather in the woods. So fun. That will be, yeah. Yeah. So that's in the works. It's so fun to dream this stuff up. Like I love the creative process. Like this is my jam. I love it. I love it. Well, and for our listeners, I'll be sure to put Nat's links in the show notes. And, and Nat, you also coach, right? Individually. So yes, yes. I coach individually. Um, We do like little four month, not little four month, four month things together. And it's delicious. And I would welcome to talk to anyone if there's a tingle in your panties right now. Come talk to me. <laughs> so good. Well, and I've loved, I've loved this. So we will, we'll, we'll be sure to get together again soon, Nat, because I know you, I have a feeling you and I could could get up to some mischief together and I can't wait. I know. I can <laughs> feel it. I see the twinkle in your eye. Oh my God. Yes. And likewise. So uh, it's been so good. I've just appreciated and been so nourished by this conversation. And Me until too. next time, more to be revealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift, subscribe to our mailing list, or leave us a review on iTunes. We thank you for your generous listening. And as always, more to be revealed.